I'm Derek Joyce and I'm here with Paul Omorda and this is I'm Not The Expert But. This is a podcast where we'll discuss everything from the most complex ideas that we know nothing about to the simplest ideas that we probably know nothing about either. So put the kettle on, get comfy and join us. Right. Hygiene has been on my mind. <laughs> okay. Ever since. I'm not ever since. Like, I'm not a germaphobe, but... I'm a bit. I'm a germaphobe in the sense of, wash your fucking hands, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, if you go to the toilet, fucking wash your hands. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, ever since we did the, the plague, ever, even as far back as Medusa, Right. You know, and the, the ancient Greece and all that kind of shit. And we did the Celts coming across Europe. Mm. And then we did the Romans following them and all that kind of thing. I was thinking, where did these bastards go to the toilet? And what did their world smell like? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I was too. Obviously, there wasn't a system in place that deals with your your waste, your mm. sewage. Well, the Romans kind of come up and with that, didn't they? Yeah. Eventually. And which, which I'll get, yeah. we'll get to. But yeah. if you've ever been to a gig, been to gigs, yeah. there's this place full of urinals at the bottom of the field yeah. and over the yeah. course of the hours or whatever, it just gets messy. Yeah. And you see some poor arsehole who has worn flip-flops to the fucking gig <laughs> is stuck in the middle of a cesspool <laughs> I haven't lost one flip-flop in the mud. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's that kind of... It's that kind of level of hygiene, minus the smell of the bleaches or the, yeah, the agents that would deal with the waste. Some level of Yeah, yeah, but it's minus that. But that must have been what life was like yeah. in in the Middle Ages and yeah. the ancient Greece and all that kind of shit, you know, and all that kind of shit. So what you're saying is, I'm a germaphobe. Sewage systems and. <laughs> Cisterns and toilets you, are the greatest invention of all time. You were telling me the other day when we said, yeah, well, we're in Tuesday at 11 o'clock to record this. Yeah. It's now Tuesday at 11.30. Where <laughs> that, that you just spent the day and I told yeah. you what we were doing and you said, that's really coincidental. Yeah, I just spent the I'm day very fitting the bathroom. Because I yeah. just, you are so lucky to have a bathroom to scrub. Oh yeah, God yeah. And yeah. it's, I'm, I'm not going to do this to gross people out. No, no, because you know, just have breakfast enough. there. I don't it's nasty it. enough. I'm not going to do this podcast to gross people yeah. out. So there's not going to be any graphic examples given by me or you of people's waste and no, how thanks. it was dealt with down through the ages. No. That's, that's, no, I, I made the decision that I didn't want to do this when I was looking it up. But I was really interested in, like in the plague, when all these people were dying in the plague and we're talking about low levels of hygiene yeah. and bad diets. Yeah. Low levels of hygiene is not washing that often. Yeah. yeah you know, but yeah. if it's the natural urges of the body every now and then, you have to go to the time and you just have to fucking go. Mm. Where did they go? And when they went, where did they put it? Where did they keep it? And it's not like you work through the summer and then go through the winter and it can kind of, the system recovers, whether it's nature, whether it's... Oh, I know what you mean, yeah. But yeah, the system yeah. recovers. It's all year it's round. It's a constant, yeah. This had to happen. Yeah. And so you need to piss and shit. It was relentless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
<laughs> it was like, yeah, it just kind of freaked me out. And so I looked it up. So, Ostia in Italy. Right. Ostia, O-S-T-I-A, was an ancient Roman port city located about 15 kilometers southwest of Rome. Right. And it served Rome as a port city. Ostia, which is Latin for mouth, sat on the river Tiber. Yeah. Now, you'll notice I said past tense. Sat. Okay, so it doesn't exist anymore. It probably does in some way, shape or form. Right. It's probably been, yes, part of Rome now, isn't it? If it's, you know, it's only 15 kilometres well, out of Rome, it's probably part of Rome now with urban sprawl and everything else. Due to silting, which is the depositing of sand and other such detritus. Yeah, on the banks of the river, like. Yeah. Austin now sits three kilometres from the sea where it used to sit on the banks of the Tiber and the, the mouth of that estuary into right. the sea. It now sits three kilometres inland. So it was on the coast and now it's three kilometres inland. Yeah, that's not so down to waste. That's down to natural geological... Expansion or, well... Deposition. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. and silt and it's just built up over the years. In Ostia, citizens could be found throughout the day sitting on a large stone bench near the old forum. And the, the forum is just where the judicial, civic senate and temples were located. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a, a city centre. Yeah. Okay? It was the business district. This stone bench that people would be found sitting on by, from time to time. Had holes in it, did it? Had holes cut in it. I was waiting for this. Well, people <laughs> gathered to discuss... Business, news, gossip, and whatever was going on well, around they town. Were yeah. Did you hear about such and such? Today? It was a communal toilet. <laughs> okay, so if you think about it, and the, the images I saw of it that were excavated, because I mean, it, it's it's at least that part of the city is is abandoned. Yeah. It had massive right. keyhole-like shapes yeah. cut out of the stone in in spaced seating. Down, the, down this bench, okay? Yes. And that's why you would sit and you would drop your waist through. <laughs> okay? While having a nice conversation. Now, while you're having a nice conversation. But that's the thing. It's, and I will get into it later on, but the privacy that society demands now, yeah. and when I say society, I'm talking about our society. Yeah. Civilized society, yeah. It's civilized yeah, society. You see, there's places in the world to this day don't hold going to the toilet in such high regard. Yeah. You know what I mean? As a private it's, thing. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just a thing. It's the privacy is what we demand in the society we live in. Yeah. The, and that's why the. It's a taboo, isn't it? Yeah, we yeah, put a taboo on something. The door, that's why the doors lock. Yeah. That's why the walls are enclosed. The room is enclosed. Yeah. And you're not allowed to have security cameras. And, <laughs> and that's why the window, if there's a window in your toilet, is usually frosted Frosted or glass. smoked yeah. glass. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And if it's not, you probably pull the fucking curtains. And you, or you just make sure no one's outside. In Austria, that wasn't the case. They'd sit on a long bench and it usually sat between 20 and 25 people. So it was kind of three walls, bench. three walls, one right. side opened. Yeah. And roof. Oh, okay. In case it was pissing rain. Oh, right, okay. okay. 
So they'd sit there and they would let nature take its course while they had their discussions, while they had their talks. There's a similar thing in St. Stephen's Green, now that you mentioned, that kind of tree-sided, covered, benched area. There's no holes in it, mind you. I just wonder if Where? it did or something. In Stephen's Green? Yeah, it's in, yeah, it's, like, you walk in the main gate in Grattan Street, turn right, it's just about couple yards down that path. I don't know it. Yeah, there's usually skateboard kids and stuff hanging around. You know, the usual okay. mall yeah. rats no, hanging I don't around. Know. Well, no, this this was like, this had its Roman columns right, and yeah, its walls that, and its question. roofs. Yeah. And it had the stone benches inlaid. Like, it, it was a whole system. It wasn't just a stone bench that you sit on in a specific spot to relieve yourself. Yeah. You underneath. You sit there and chill. Like. Yeah. Underneath the seating area where the carved holes were in the stone, there was an aqueduct yeah. from the past. And when people dropped, went they dropped. dropped bombs, <laughs> when people dropped their bombs, dropped the kids off of the pool, it flowed away in the aqueduct. So even back then, it was known, this stuff, get this stuff away. Yeah. You know, it don't let it sit, don't let it fester, it just mm-hmm. flows away and then take it down to the river. Mm-hmm. And away into the sea yeah. or wherever wherever it go poor fish i'd say it was a food source for some fish more than likely yeah. you know well, there's there's bottom feeders anyway yeah definitely yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and and plants because you're gonna have me not eating prawns and you know in the first 72 hours it might not be fertilizer and then the first week might not turn into fertilizer but eventually it becomes fertilizer yeah and plants grow and and fish grow and you know, so you yeah, would. This is true. So, yeah, after people were finished launching chocolate torpedoes, <laughs> it was taken away by water conduit below the communal throne room, away to the river and away to the sea. And it was gone. It was out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Nowadays, thankfully, chopping a log is a more private affair, but not so as we've discussed in some places. Hang on, we've had dropping the kids off at the pool, chocolate bombs. <laughs> chopping a log. Chopping a log. And there's going to be loads of these. <laughs> because I said at the beginning, I don't want to gross people out. Yeah, yeah. So it's not my intention to gross people out because this is already a sensitive enough subject. Right, yeah. Right? Okay. okay. In 3000 BC, ancient Mesopotamians were personally responsible for the acquisition of clean water and the removal of wastewater in their own home. Okay. So you would have a plot of land and say, I'm going to build a house on this and we're going to live there. It was your responsibility to have a way of getting clean water into it. It's not even a septic tank because septic tanks only last for so long until they need to be emptied, emptied, cleared or whatever it was. So you didn't just think about your house and where you were going to build. You thought about how do we get water water into this place so we can wash whenever it was we do wash. When we can cook, we have drinking water and there's waste. How do I get rid of the waste? So you have to think about that. There weren't these systems put in place yeah. in society where th- this was taken care of for you. Yeah, that just there weren't civil ordinances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unsurprisingly, toilet technology was very uncomplicated, right? So 
It would be, in the diagrams I saw, it would be uh, a room at the back of the house. An much, outhouse. probably much like, an it's outhouse, not, basically. an outhouse is detached from the house. Yeah, also, so it was a room at the back of the house. So it's in the house. Probably. Where people would go. It was It was like having a half a half arsed extension right. on the on the back of your house whether it was upstairs or downstairs i don't know it'd make more sense to have it upstairs because so gravity can help with the gravity would help with the yeah removal. taking the removal system but there's equal argument for having it downstairs because you would better be able to get it away from the house yeah. Get your waist away from the house with with less distance, that, yeah. less compromised distance, if you if you will. Yeah, right. Okay. The wealthy would curl some pipe in a room in their house, usually at the back of the house, whether it was up or whether it was down. Right. The tiled drains. So you would hang your arse over a bench, mm-hmm. and there'd be tiled drains built out of slant. Yeah. And they would ineffectively, because I mean, it, it wasn't very effective, <laughs> Roll ineffectively, gravity would take its course and it would take your waste away to a, a cesspool, as you were saying, yeah. okay, a cesspit or cesspool, into street canals, open street canals, and a rudimentary system of clay pipes would carry it to the river, okay, so people who had been dropping bombs for all of life, like ever since life, and I'm not even saying life crawled out of the sea, ever since life took hold. Yeah. Ever since stuff was going a mouth was out. developed and a digestive system was developed, then there had to be a, a place for waste to go. Stuff in, stuff out. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Put stuff in, stuff out. Perfect. Mm. Poorer people had to make do with a shallow pin, and I'm saying make do as an obvious pun. They had to make do with a shallow pin lined with hardened clay. In Qumran, on the northwest shore of the Dead Sea, there were a group of people called the Essens. Right? We've mentioned them before, I think. I, I am where? Would have been the Celts or would have been... Oh, I don't know. Now we're in we're in we're in the Middle East. We're in Dead Sea yeah, area. Sure the essence, E S S. Maybe not. Maybe not. It's just it rings about. It kind of was familiar to me, but I don't think we have. It's E S S E N E S. They were a Jewish sect in the second century B C E. Okay. Now they were a Jewish sect because they weren't part of the normal Jewish community, whatever that existed, yeah, yeah, or whatever that was. And they lived on their own, in their own commune. They had their own set of rules and they had their own way of living, which is why they were a sect separated from everybody else. They just chose to live in that isolation. Okay. Okay, and they lived in a settled camp. Their rules for going to the toilet were specific. They had a specific set of rules that you had to go through when you were going to the toilet. Okay. And they, they, they were bizarre and they were weird. And they were 
Yeah, they were just bizarre and they were weird. I can't yeah, even say they were there. understandable. Um, I'm, it's like I said, I'm not going to gross anybody out. Oh, okay. it's, it's, I'll go all. Go on, no, you have to give I'm, us the rules. Come on, I'm giving you all the rules, but I'm not grossing anybody oh, out. No. That's not my intention. Okay, go. Okay, so as I said, they lived in a settled camp. They had a specific set of rules to follow when offloading freight. <laughs> okay? They had to be far enough away from others so as not to be seen by anybody. As much as 3,000 cubits or 1.4 kilometers away. away. So if you've got to go to the toilet you better and start you go, now. yeah, you know what, I, I can probably last another 20 minutes and cook up this duke. <laughs> you start walking now and bring your shovel. Okay. So they had to be 1.4 kilometers away, 3,000 cubits. Yeah. They had to bury their dookie. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, so they had to, it's like when you go camping, yeah. you out in the wilderness, you don't just go and drop a log walk away and walk away from it. And depending on where you are, the scent is going to attract animals and everything else. Yeah. And if you are somewhere where there are bears and wolves, you don't want to be attracting too many people or things. Okay. So it's like when you go camping, you bring a shovel, bring a broad leaf and off you go for 10 or 20 minutes. So these boys had to go out 1.4 kilometers. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they had to bring some, they had to dig a hole and they had to bury their duke. After they had finished, they had to have a ritual all over wash in the local waters, all yeah, over, head to foot. Now, I'm not talking about B-Day. I'm not oh, talking yeah, about no. cleaning down below the equator. I'm talking about head to <laughs> foot, yeah. you had to have a wash. Yeah, even the weather caught with your wife and yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are you dropping cherry bombs? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Anyway, archaeological evidence at the Cumran sites points to the fact that many buried there had an average age of 34. Okay. They were young when they died. Okay, which is strange because you would think they were being quite hygienic, like they probably would have lived longer. Exactly. Now this is where the knowledge of hygiene and what hygiene is comes into play. Okay. 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 It wasn't because they had to travel out so far from camp or that they had to bury their brown bombs when they dropped them. It was the fact that they had to have an all-over wash afterwards. Why? It was a stagnant pool ah. that they had to watch. So they washed themselves. In dirty water. And they spread parasites and whatever else all over so the So all the hard work of being hygienic, yeah. you know, where they were doing their business, was completely undone by washing themselves in filthy water. In a stagnant pool. So they were picking up back. mites and bacteria yeah. and they were picking up dirt and... I mean, and, and their, their waste wasn't necessarily getting into the stagnant pool. No, but it was a stagnant pool. Still yeah, water. Still water is just... Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. it's and if it's not filled to start with, it's fucking going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know? Of course. Yeah. So yeah, religious sex and their rules, right? Yeah, there you go. Okay, so in ancient Crete, and we're moving on again. In ancient Crete, the upper class had servants who would pour water down a drain 
that ran into the commode they were sitting on right. while they were doing their work. So <laughs> even, it, but they had their servants pour water in, so they knew the importance of getting, get the, getting this stuff away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. Researchers aren't sure what inspired sewage systems in the ancient world, but there are religious texts okay. that advocated for keeping human waste away from drinking and washing water. So, like I said at the very beginning, as soon as life evolved for there to be a digestive system and needed food to live, there was a waste system. And as society developed so far, then they realized that this stinky stuff that you have to drop out a couple of times a day or once a day or whatever it is, needs to be as far away from us as possible yeah. you know and, and especially it, in kind of you know drinking water food it's, yeah yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, they obviously knew that it was you know exactly. it was poisonous stuff you know dangerous stuff by the first century the romans had continuously flowing aqueducts yeah to take away people's butt toffee <laughs> you're gonna keep doing this aren't yeah you? yeah oh, i've loads of them <laughs> so they had Constantly flowing, so it was a canal aqueduct dug yeah. in from a river system and constantly flowing water to take it all away. Okay, China recycled their waste immediately. In what way? They had boat shuttle collectors <laughs> who collected oh, and then yeah. sold waste as fertilizer, and this went on for hundreds of years. Okay, so even back then, they knew. That, you know, it was good fertilizer that, you know. Well, well, yeah, I mean, and even if at the very beginning they didn't, mm. when they realized we've got to get this stuff away from us because it's hazardous to health and they put it away somewhere else. Somebody observed something growing, growing from and it, growing yes. really well. Yeah. Maybe maybe it was a tree, a bunch of trees where yeah. they knew this, they They're dumped really this stuff. Because there would have been a, yeah. don't go over there, man, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah, a like a dump here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like a, and they noticed foliage, they noticed flora growing up really quickly. And they would have said, okay, fucking two and two. Yeah. And they, so this stuff was, was good for something, even though it didn't smell like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they did this, They this went on for hundreds of years. They had people who would come in and they would shovel this stuff away and they'd sell it as fertilizer. And people bought it as fertilizer. So, you know, it, it was probably a, a very lucrative business, career yeah. to have, yeah. even if it didn't smell that great. Okay, this, the fall of the Roman Empire in the late 3rd century saw toilet hygiene practically disappear. And that, for me, answered the questions I had about the plague, about the plague in the Middle Ages and the, yeah, and the yeah. Celts and all that kind of yeah, thing. It was the Roman you know? knowledge was lost. Yes, so as soon as all that was lost, Standards just dropped. Yeah. You know? Now, it's interesting and you say that, and I'm going to just go off on a little tangent here. I was asking you earlier, had you watched Foundation? You were asking what Foundation was. It's pretty much... Now, I'm talking about Isaac Asimov's Foundation. It's pretty much the fall of the Roman Empire, but it's set millennia in the future. It's a galactic empire. Okay. And using this psycho-history thing, they can predict the future and a guy called Harry Seldon predicts that the empire will fall and that there will be 
a 10,000 year dark age opera unless he sets up this foundation to, to record and save all, all human knowledge. And that's basically what the thing is about. That's what the show is about. It's this foundation setting up all this human knowledge and but there's wars and there's battles and stuff going on, the fall of empire and all. But it is literally an allegory of the fall of the Roman Empire. Okay. And the dark ages that followed because yeah, all yeah. that knowledge was lost. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. essentially um, I, what it is. Yeah. I don't know. It, it. I still don't know how. I know and can understand how all, inverted commas, all the knowledge was lost. I don't know how something as important as dealing with human waste, that knowledge was lost. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I, and I have um, an example of that which might answer the, our question later on, but, but it was just how, how could you forget about something as important as dealing with... Waste, yeah. Dangerous waste. Mm. You know, I mean, there's places in the world to this day where was it the knowledge of dealing with it or was it the actual architectural knowledge to build these systems well was that what was lost that could have been what was lost but surely they would have thought of something else we've got to deal with this man this is just horrendous and nobody took charge so Maybe the knowledge wasn't lost in that respect, but the level of governance was yes. lost. You know what I mean? The will, yeah, the political will to yeah. bother doing yeah. it probably like, yes. Well, usually yeah. when, when a political empire falls, it creates a vacuum. Yeah. And it's filled with the something else. You know? and but but it's still, and, yeah. so yeah, yeah so it's, it's just... a bit chaotic. There's no... Maybe, yeah, yeah maybe no the, when the governance, governance went yeah. and something else took, or someone else took over, yeah, the civic ordinance went with they it. They weren't qualified to deal with the little important bits. Yeah, or the big decisions were made in whatever way they were made. They just weren't arsed, yeah. Good pun. Weren't arsed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that wasn't even meant to be. Right, okay. Uh, they couldn't be bothered to hold still that. Yeah. <laughs> they well in their shite. <laughs> okay, public pits were dug for people to squat over. Nothing washed away. At night, people were employed to collect the day's chocolate monsters and take them out of town and dump them somewhere else. So landfill basically was there. Basically, it was a landfill. Ugh, Jesus. But, you know, it's there, every day there's going to be roughly the same amount of waste to take away and dump somewhere else. And eventually that somewhere else it's is going to be, fill up. Yeah, absolutely. And it needs to be dumped somewhere else. And that's what I was saying to you earlier about this smell must have been everywhere all the time. Yeah. If you went on your holidays when you were a kid, or if you take your kids now and you go down the country in whatever country you are in, and you get an inverted commas smell of the countryside. <laughs> Picture. It's, it's like, Jesus Christ, man. And... The fucking stink, and oh, I hope that's not going to be around for two weeks. Mm. You will eventually get used to it, but it's still going to be an assault on your senses. Oh, definitely. You know? Jesus, no and question. again, I'm not trying no, to grow people. I said that, no, like when you say the smell of the countryside, yeah, fucking cow shit doesn't bother me much. Like, not as much. In what quantity? Fucking pig shit is disgusting. 
there's a piggery up beside my cousin's place in Cavanagh. You know what? And, and the, the, vile. Like it's the really vile. horrible part about that is I, yeah, I know, if yeah, yeah. pigs have a choice, they don't live in their own filth. Well, I know they don't, yeah. You know? It's not like they drop it everywhere. They're, yeah, so that's, that's just yeah. awful on a whole different level. Public pits were dug and people squat over them. They did what they had to do. Nothing washed away. At night, people were employed to come and collect the day's waste and take them out of town and dump them somewhere else. Chamber pots contents, which we were talking about in the plague episode, yeah, yeah. chamber pots contents were just fucked out into the street. Out the window. Yeah. Not my problem. Out you go. And they were fucked out into the street. So that's what I mean about, like, society didn't forget how to live. We still lived in, in towns and port cities and we went where business was yeah. and where yeah. life was. People just didn't look after the small things. Yeah. You know, the, the hygiene and fuck your shite out the door. What's yeah, you do? Yeah, there was very little for yeah. and it's, thought. It was just get rid of that now. Yeah, and it right was it was like, did you try to take the trash out today? Yeah. Yeah, it's out inside the street and it's on the side of the street for the next month because no one's picking it up. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was weird. One of my best friends, Andrew, sent me this story. And I really gratefully did, and I really grossed out as well. Okay. okay. You sure you want to read it? Yes, I absolutely do, and you want to hear it. Okay, go on. In 1184, in Erfurt, Germany, a sizable number of noblemen and high-ranking officials gathered in St. Peter's Church in Erfurt to settle an ongoing land dispute. Okay? Yeah. So there were all these... It was, I think it was probably the feudal system or yeah, something, yeah, was it? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were, that, that's my fucking land, that's not your fucking land, that's my fucking land. All this kind of thing. So the 12th century was a period of great strife. Feudal nobles and religious leaders bickered constantly about control of land and thereby control of the peasants living on that land. Yeah, of course. Okay. King Heidrich VI wanted a resolution to this land dispute and summoned the two feuding parties to a meeting in this St. Peter's church. Yeah, yeah. Every other noble there was expected to mediate as necessary between the two because this thing is getting resolved today, lads. Yeah, and yeah. that's the it's fucking out of end of that. This is the end What's of going down? Yeah, yeah. At some point in this meeting, in this medieval chapel in Erfurt, the floor collapsed. <laughs> Without warning, it collapsed into the monastery's latrine, along with whomever had been standing in the room at the time. Jeez. Okay? At least 60 people died in the incident. Oh my God. But it's estimated that it was closer to 100. What, drowned in shit, basically? It's not known if the victims, I deliberately didn't answer you, so I'm not ignoring you. It's not known if the victims died from the fall or from drowning in a lake of chocolate-flavoured angel delight. Oh, jeez. But it's taught to be the latter. <laughs> what a way to go. 
No, it's not fucking unlawful, yeah. It's, it's like, um, we've managed to recover your husband's body. I was like, yeah, don't want to back. Sorry. Not everyone died at the meeting, however. Among the survivors were Heydrich VI and the Archbishop. Oh, of course the Archbishop. Who had drawn right. into a corner of the room for a private discussion. So the king and so, the archbishop survived. Yeah, but it's and I I know Why am I surprised? But I can imagine them here, come here, can I fucking talk to you for a minute? And go over here and say, see James doing fucking time. <laughs> and you're st- you're you're having a conversation. And the floor gave away. Everybody plunged down into the monasteries latrine. Which is another point I want to make. The monasteries latrine was filling up. All the time it was used, it was never washing away. It was just, never, it was just, just there. What are you going to do? Move the fucking chapel? Yeah. It's, at some stage, it's going to yeah. become a problem. Did no one have the foresight or the wherewithal yeah. to say, lads, we need to deal with this and we need to deal with it now? Yeah. And it's only ever dealt with when something bad, like a floor giving yeah. away yeah. and a hundred people dropping into a sea of shite. So, yeah. When help did come, as well as being confronted by an, with an incredible smell of stink, they were confronted with the sight of Heydrich VI and the Archbishop hanging onto the bars of a window for dear life. So you know the windows yeah. and the, the medieval windows with the bars and yeah. lattice work, all that kind of thing, hanging onto that. that. With the six, legs dangling above. Yeah, 60, 30 to 60 feet over a... Uh, uh, the train, yeah. A sea of shite with drowning people in it. Because, <laughs> and they, they would have, like, they would have fallen into this and whatever speed have come back up to the surface because of the gases and air in their bodies. Right. But their heavy robes would have weighed them down. Yeah. They wouldn't have, instinct might have said, shed your robes, and they would have tried to get out of them. They didn't swim one iota, no, one jot. Not that you could swim in it, but they didn't swim. So they would have drowned pretty quickly. You know, it would have been under and not coming back up again. Ugh. It's Yeah, so it's pretty fucking nasty. Someone helped it come. He was hanging onto the window for dear life. And as I said, if your loved one was one of the victims, would you even want the body back? When they said, we, we did get him out, do you want him back for burial? It was like, nah, you're all right, don't worry about it. He said he wanted to go his own way. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Yeah. In the late Middle Ages, royal courts had commode stools complete with lids to keep the royal stink and the royal dump hidden from view. Okay? So they would have dropped their cherry bombs. Yeah into the thing and then there would have been a little lid to slide over yeah Yeah. and then their servant would have taken out and disposed I saw a picture of a medieval castle and you can see where the toilet was at the back of it because it's like it's like a window box right it's like a roofed walled window box on the back of the castle so you know your window box with all your flares in it yeah yeah. it was walled up yeah and it had a roof on it, and that's where they sit. And below the window box, there's a direct stonework pipe, I suppose you could call it, where they would have dropped into this cesspool 
or this still water or slowly flowing water or whatever the fuck it would have been yeah. into the moat maybe but it would have dropped into that so it was if you think about the toilet you cleaned the other day the u-band on it yeah. the u-band is on it for a reason okay so it doesn't come back up, isn't it? It's old, so odor doesn't come back up. Mm. If you ever see, if you've ever lived in a place or if you've ever had your toilet broken or you've had to get it replaced, it's filled with water straight away and it's filled with water straight away for a reason, mm. okay? Because the, the smell comes back up. But these things didn't, ha are vertical pipes. Yeah. They so didn't no have the U-band in it. Yeah, so so this smell again if you've ever been in a toilet after somebody else is using you walk in you go jesus christ man you open a window or spray something that smell was everywhere 24 7. you know so it's nasty which is why i was thinking i couldn't live in a fucking time like that that would do no. my head in. Well, and you couldn't even to... live out in a rural isolated location because you might be, someone would be coming on and dumping a, a town <laughs> yeah, shite near you. And if you're upwind from that, you're like, oh, fucking downwind. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's pretty messed up. So, the late Middle Ages, royal courts had their commode stills, blah, blah, blah. The servants would take away the royal stink. And they'd take it out in a box. In 1596, Sir John Harrington designed the first flush toilet for Queen Elizabeth I. <sighs> Now, so it wasn't Armitage. I thought it was Armitage. I read before. Are you saying Armitage because that's the fucking Armitage name you see? I know because yeah, that's a C U in the person. That? But isn't that what it's known as? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But this guy, John Harrington, and he was the Queen's nephew, and it was Queen Elizabeth the first. It was Queen Elizabeth the first that had such admiration for Grandy Wyatt. Grandy Wyatt, yeah. So it's that lady. Like, well, it works in a circle. Yeah, you know what? It all works in a smelly circle. <laughs> <laughs> so it had levers and valves to flush away royal payloads. You, you drop it in it and there was a lever that you pull and the valve it shut and water go in or, or some, something. It's a long like way that. from yeah. Donald Trump's golden yeah. toilet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Well, he is one big fucking toilet, isn't he? <laughs> but there was still an incredible smell of stink because the pipe that drained away the royal payloads was, was a straight. vertical pipe. Yeah. It was a vertical pipe. And, and stink rises. Yeah, smell rises, you know. And so it, that the problem was still there. So well done inventing... The well done, Harrington, inventing the, the flusher, but the problem still remains. Yeah, yeah. You know? In 1775, a Scottish inventor, Alexander Cumming, invented the water-filled S-bend to stop the odour rising from the sewer. So the S-bend is two U-bends. Yeah. We all know what an S looks like, so yeah, it was yeah. a, that was water-filled, and that stopped the stink rising back. Stink issue solved. That makes me a very happy person. That does my fucking head in. Was like Jesus, man. <laughs> I used to, and there's my mum has photo albums at home from when we were kids, where everybody jump out and will does a lovely scenery, mm. and there's cows in the field or donkeys or whatever the fuck it is, and this 
the the scenery is lovely and the, the weather is lovely. Everyone is smiling and you're wrinkling your nose, are you? Lie, line up there against the wall and we'll take a picture. Um, my mom would line up or my dad would line up with us in the picture and one of the them would take the picture. And I have my two index fingers <laughs> stuck up my nose because <laughs> of the fucking stink. <laughs> and I'm showing the other two runners did as well. But my mom be like, take your fingers out of your nose. No, out of your nose. And I'd be going, no. Not there, and she took the picture. Oh, it's there forever. But anyway, the S band was later improved into the U band by a man who was born to influence the toilet invention game. He was born to it. It was his calling. Okay. Thomas Crapper. Gave him... <laughs> That's his name. Look it up. Thomas Crapper. C R A P P E R. Thomas Crapper. That's where the Crapper gets his name from. Might be. (laughs) Thomas Crapper gave us the U band in 1880. And unlike the S band, it didn't regularly clog up. That's the greatest name ever. (laughs) You know what? When they were hanging out of occupations, it was like name Edison. Oh. Christ, what are you going to do? Edison. Okay, here, look. sounds the same. Light bulb, go for it. Um, what's your name? Crapper. I got a job for you. <laughs> yeah, so they, they didn't, he got the U-bend in because right. he, he obviously thought enough, long enough about it to go, these yeah, two Yeah, the S-bend's too two. complicated. U-bend, much, much more yeah. simple. Yeah. By the time Europe moved into the 19th century, cities had modern water and sewage systems slash infrastructures. Right. So have you ever seen the, and they, they still weren't great. Like, and I know it's, it's not the 19th century, it's, it's 18th or 17th. Have you ever seen the Sherlock Holmes movies with yeah. Robert Downer, Downey Jr.? Years ago. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's, in the second one, and I'm, again, I saw it years ago, so I'm going on memory. There's a contraption in the sewer that's below the Houses of Parliament, that's going to release a cyanide gas into Parliament and kill everybody. Right. And he files it in the end, blah, blah, blah. Movies run for whoever hasn't seen it. But my point is, they're in the sewer. They're in the sewage system and they're they're dealing with deactivating this cyanide device, this cyanide gas release device. And none of them are curling their nose and yeah. the, the stink that's got to be around. None of them are nearly passing out from the smell that's not good. Yeah. That's not, and none of them are standing in something going off oh, for fuck's sake. It's the most natural, normal. It's day. the most. Or just ignore un, It's the most undump environment. I've ever seen in a movie. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? And if you look at like where they enter the where they enter the sewer to go in and find this thing, all the effluents that are flowing out into the Thames, the the front of the sewer system is 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 Spot just a wash. Can. No, it's a wash with all this filth. That they don't go here, look at this, this is fucking disgusting. But it's there, it's very obviously there. Right. And it's part of the location that they've chosen to shoot, whether they've made it or not. But it is; it's there. And then in the sewer, there's fucking nothing, nothing at all. It's fun. just red brickwork. Yeah. yeah, that's dirty, but it's not got shit floating around. Landmines 
dotted around the area. They're not standing in that and they're not passing out from the stink. Yeah. It's a bit like the turtles. It's ridiculous. They lived in a very clean yeah. sewer as well. Yeah. 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 I mean, these, these four Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that run around saving the world, do they not stink? <laughs> you know? Here we're here to save the day. No, listen, keep on going, buddy. <laughs> So, yeah, 1880, Thomas Crapper creates the U-Bend. <laughs> By the time Europe moved into the 19th century, cities had modern water sewage systems slash infrastructures. Many of those pipes from the 19th century, in Ireland in particular, are still in use today. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah. And I just try to throw that in because we've got... We, we don't live in a, a sea stink in Ireland, but we've got decrepit... Yeah, and Water, there are areas that are plagued yeah, yeah, with it. Yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. not very far from here, there's a particular area that's been plagued with it for years. Yeah. And they've tried everything from deodorizing to flushing the sewers. Um, I have friends. I have friends that live in the west in of it. Ireland. I have friends that live in the west of Ireland. Um, they moved into where they live now fucking 15 years ago, maybe. But it's a new estate, relatively new estate. And they live in the first house in the estate and they picked the first house. But the sewage system didn't work for ages. Oh, no. And their toilets would get backed up because, I mean, they're getting the pressure of everybody Everyone. else flushing down. Oh, and, on. I mean, there was a sewage system. There was manhole covers. Mm. There was pipe work. There was, it just it wasn't, wasn't working properly. properly yeah. yeah. And he used to have to get a sodium hydroxide mix it up like you can get sodium hydroxide in powder form yeah. mix it with water and it gets warm but it, it turns into a really uh, what's the fucking word I'm looking for really toxic potent stuff not toxic potent it, it eats through corrosive corrosive yeah. that, thank yeah. you so he'd lift a manhole cover and you'd fucking see it all backed up yeah. and flown and he'd pour, pour this pint a pint yeah. of this stuff in and eventually just clear. You'd see it, not eventually. You'd see it just flushing this yeah. stuff away. And But he'd have to do that. Two or three times a week, maybe. <coughs> I don't know if it's two or three times a week, but Very he would have to do that. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And he, um, they eventually got it fixed. But I'm just saying, it, it's still, it still happens in society today. In, in wherever it is you live, there might be Pipe work it might be backed up. There might be too many houses feeding into one system. There, you know, all this kind of thing. If you've got pipes running uphill, I've got a funny story. If you've got pipes running uphill, that's never going to fucking work anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go. Right. When I was a child, my grandparents, my granddad was a milkman, so his back garden used to have hundreds and hundreds of glass milk bottles, empties in the back garden. Yeah. That you, right. And they also had a big manhole cover in the in the back garden, which me and my cousin lifted up one day. We were only five, six year old, right? And in it was all these like terracotta coloured pipes. And they were all going in different directions. Yeah. Under this cover. So I thought, let's put a milk bottle in. See what happens. So put a milk bottle in. And off it went. I said, let's put, another, let's put another one in. Like, we spent about two hours putting milk bottles into these pipes. <laughs> Locked up the whole estate sewage. Just the whole thing had to be dug in. 
Jesus. <laughs> Fucking kill that young flip. I have still not lived through my auntie's still day. The whole road had to be dug up because of you. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Filled it with about two, three hundred milk bottles, yeah? Jesus. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so as I said at the beginning, you are so lucky that you had the toilet to clean. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. that was relatively clean. Now, I don't know what... I, I assume... That wasn't too not, bad. I just, yeah, yeah. yeah I but just... it's cleaning a toilet. Hmm. The sewage system that you can't see is one of the greatest inventions the world has ever known. Like, and I... Oh, I yeah, definitely. That. Yeah. And it's great for throwing milk bottles down. It's great fun. Yeah, just don't do it. Take his <laughs> word for it, but just don't do it. Claim it as your own. Untreated sewage is a breeding ground for incredibly dangerous germs like cholera and disease. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like and it's, even it's, in third world countries, it's 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 a terrible thing. It's still a fucking, I don't want to call malaria, it a plague, yeah, but yeah, it's malaria. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking, it's just disgusting. And it costs people their lives. Okay, and look at the massive environmental impact raw sewage dumping is having On the in the UK. Okay. The UK. Were you not aware of that? No. The fucking the UK government voted to allow sewage companies dump untreated sewage sewage into the oceans. Into the oceans, into the rivers. Like, if you Google beaches that are polluted in England, you'll see. You'll see a map of Britain. You'll see a map of Britain and Ireland, but you'll see a map. Britain with all these X's dotted around the coast yeah. where they're all they yeah. all can't be used that's interesting because that actually brings me back to something as well I was doing geography in school now it's many years ago so this may not be up to date and accurate facts but at the time when we were doing geography it was mentioned that the Mediterranean was the most polluted sea in the world because you had all the holiday apartments yeah, on the coast yeah. and they like that Again, no rules about raw sewage, so it was all that was must going. be huge. And it listen, that must have changed. That must have changed. To see, and that's it. That must it's have changed. Point. I don't know. But I mean, I, I'd imagine it's always made me reluctant years. to go swimming in the sea when I'm over yeah, there. Yeah, maybe the distance of where they can dump out to sea hasn't changed. Maybe it has, mm-hmm. but their systems and water treatment would have changed over the years and would have gotten better. I'm I mean, if, if there's a 90s, big... You know I mean? I'm not talking 100 years ago. Fucking late 90s is 25 years ago. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah I suppose. So, I know, yeah, the, hopefully it's gotten better. Just the thoughts of that, the raw sewage just being pumped a mile off sea, that's, that's definitely washing back up. You know? Yeah. So I have a ring here. Tory politicians voted to allow water companies to dump untreated sewage into rivers and into the sea. And if you if you want to look at it, you can go online. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. But you can go online and see videos of of big two meter wide pipes spewing brown water out into into the sea. It's untreated. It's fucking disgusting. But anyway, fifteen percent of the global population use a communal setting when recycling fiber. Much like they did in Ostia in Roman times. Okay, so it's still a thing. 15%. It's a huge thing. Yeah, in second and third world countries, it's not only a communal setting. But, okay, I'm, it, it, I don't want to say second and third world countries. No, we're not that is a problem. Undeveloped countries. 
I don't, I certainly don't want to say undeveloped countries, but there are some countries in the world where, as I was saying at the beginning, the privacy that society demands on us nowadays yeah. is not, not the same, same. over the world, yeah. around the world. Their and you can go different. to places yeah. where men and women will go to the toilet and be able to see the person next to them doing the exact same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, and you're saying, ooh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah because it is a trust, but because it's society, yeah. the society you were brought up in demands a level of privacy that's above that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. it's how unconditioned it was. Exactly. Okay. 4.2 billion people lack safe sanitation. Safe sanitation. That's shocking. Yeah. 2 billion people use a drinking, a water drinking source. That's contaminated with feces. Next time you go to the toilet, before you flush your work away, give a nod of thanks to the Mm -hmm. fact that you can close the lid and use a flusher. No, absolutely. Definitely. You posh bastards. Yeah. Yeah. You finished talking crap (laughs) now, Dad? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm be shite. I'll be back to talk crap next time. (laughs) Go on. Yeah, I'm done grossing you out. That, that was interesting. It is. It's yeah, mad interesting. interesting. Yeah. And everybody needs better sanitation. Everybody oh, on the planet. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's it should be a basic human right. Jesus Christ. That's your you thing. Know? It's not. Yeah. I know it's not, no. And yeah, I remember, and this is this is not uh, water drinking. It certainly is a hygiene issue. I remember I was in South Africa on my way to Australia. And yeah, a lifetime ago. And we there was a zip line from the top of a, you told this story. a two hundred meter high hill, right. um, down to the bottom. I think you told me this before. Did I? I think it's, and it um, what happened? Go on, tell me what happened before I tell you. No, I don't know. I just fucking zip line. You and a zip line sounds familiar. I've done yeah. loads of zip lines and yeah, bungee jumps and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. yeah. So as an inventor. Yeah, I, the world's highest bungee jump. Yeah. At the time, anyway, no, yeah, Bob was on to do a base jump, but yeah, I don't to do a base yeah, yeah. Jump. yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was on the zip line, and it was about I'd say it was about 200 feet high. It was from the top of a hill down to the bottom of a hill over water, right? right. Over marshy water land. And the our tour guide was saying, you know, there's there's no snakes, there's no crocs in there, there's no it's nothing to be dangerous. So, anybody want to do a zip line, and me being me, just be, yep, I'll fucking do it. Off come the shorts, off comes the top, and I have my swim shorts on. And I went up, and he was like, you know how to use a zipline? I went, yeah, yeah. He goes, hold on there, just kick yourself off the top, and down you go. About one third into it, I saw this cow with horns, you know, the, the African thing. <laughs> just Christ. tail in the air, evacuating its bells into the water I was going to land in. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to land oh. It was fucking. And you land in the water. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And it was like I couldn't get out of it quick enough. It was fucking. And he was like, he was twenty yards no, away from where I was. No, but I thought you were gonna say his horns were like no. in your fucking in your zipline. Like. No, Jesus um, Christ! No, he was a cow. Um, it was a very docile creature. It wasn't aggressive, but he was just taking a, a dump. He was just in your landing zone. In your yeah. He was hurtling turtles. <laughs> 